0: Dot net podcast network one of us.net and all of the shows on it are 100 percent subscriber supported please consider becoming a subscriber to one of us.net keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well But I kept thinking, Jim Jarmusch, Jarmusch must owe Sturgill Simpson a favor, right? Like a big favor. <laughs> I know. He he definitely was some very, very nice uh, – very nice plug for Sturgill Simpson, who's great, by the way. But he is kind of like the go-to country star for hipsters who don't like country.
1: Right. Uh, or people that grew up listening to country and like I'm country that like sounds like it used Classic to country, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But,
0: like, yeah. that – Song that I guess he wrote for the film, I'm yes. presuming that called "The Dead Don't Die," is not just prominently featured in the movie. It's played like twelve it's the only times, song it. <laughs> it and yes. they call out by name. Oh, this song, "The Dead
1: Don't Die" by Sturgill
0: Simpson. This it, is a great song. I
1: love I that. <laughs> Uh, Jim Jarmusch, not a big music guy in his movies. Lots of silence in Jim Jarmusch <laughs> movies, actually. But usually... So this he's like, oh, we, we got a soundtrack. All right, well, uh, we, we got one song? That's good.
0: We'll, we'll make the most of
1: it. This is a guy who puts together
0: some great soundtracks for some of his other... Uh, some of his other films, but here I think the budget was like, we can afford one song, <laughs> so call a good friend who can give us a deal. I that $12 it.
2: single is pretty much what he had to pay every time. He's like, here's an extra $12, here's an extra 12 <laughs> This 12. also
0: tells you where Jim Jarmusch is in his head. I mean, he, he's a man who's our age, if not older, and he's in old. his he's in world, in his world, the CD single is still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, but that hasn't been a thing since like 92. Um, you obviously have not been in enough out-of-the-way gas station.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this film, The Dead Don't Die, is Jarmusch's take on the zombie comedy. And you've
1: been walking around for years going, I wish Jim Jarmusch would make a damn zombie movie. Well, your ship is coming in my lad. Uh, you should stop too smoking so much milk.
2: I, you know, I never, I,
0: years ago, I never would have imagined in a billion years or thought that I might want this, <laughs> but after he made a vampire movie, I was like, this didn't seem so far-fetched anymore.
1: No, that would true. Do this. If, if like, uh, I guess Frankenstein is next, or yeah, a werewolf. Right. Because he's... Uh, uh, well, he's know, done a
0: samurai movie. Yeah. He's done a western. He's done a, 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 a vampire movie, and now a zombie movie. And, and of course,
1: the uh, the, the Jim Jarmusch-only genre of people sitting around in a room doing nothing. Yes. yes. I think the thing to remember about this movie is that
0: even though, yes, it pays... Uh, homage to a specific genre, this is still a Jim Jarmusch movie. Very much. And Jim Jarmusch movie really only makes one kind of movie. Those are Jim Jarmusch movies. Yes. And and this is, for Jarmusch, this is definitely him here making a movie that he has no interest in either the audience or himself taking absolutely seriously. He clearly enjoys zombie movies, although I suspect his tastes run to the older zombie films to some extent. This is a movie Um, that references only two zombie movies. It's a meta movie that's basically, it's the first two Romero zombie movies. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead. And Day. Plan 9 from Outer Space. And uh, I wasn't going to go into Well, that, I mean, I'm just saying that it's there. And was you gonna see it really early. Out. But yes. You see it really early. I did anyway. If you I know the movie well. Yeah, yeah I was like. a nice little twist. But um, so the story is it's a very small town. Centerville, wherever. Centerville, USA. Yeah.
1: Which is in, nowhere near the center of the USA. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's a lot of Pennsylvania references. Yeah. Okay. It's It's near Pittsburgh. Because Romero. Well, also Pennsylvania plates on most of the cars, but
0: yeah, it's a very small town. Wasn't was Night of the Living Dead
1: filmed in? Yes, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's it was it was Pittsburgh. A
0: Pittsburgh movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's the reference in the film. <sighs> yes. Uh, Bill Murray plays the chief of police, and uh, Adam Driver is as one of the officers who is basically they're connected to the hip in this film. <laughs> um, and when we meet them, they're off in the woods, uh, and we find they're there because a lo- the town's local hobo played by Tom Waits has been accused of stealing chickens, and they're like. Look, we're just here to tell you, just don't Don't do don't do that, okay? And the guy even like kind of shoots a gun off above their heads, and Bill Murray's just like, whatever, Uh, let's let's just. That's also against the law. Yeah, it's (laughs) so don't do that, okay? All right, so they're already very Jarmuschy type characters. They're very unflappable (laughs) and deadpan, almost laconic, and. You know, we see they come back to town, like another officer is Chloe Savigny, works with them, you see the local town asshole racist is Steve Bashemi, uh, and there's a town filled with people like Danny Glover, uh, runs the local hardware store, uh, um, Caleb Landry Jones is kind of the, Mildly freaky horror fan who runs the gas station slash 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 comic book shop. (laughs) This might be the coolest thing to ever have in a small town. Yeah, there's a bunch of small town, very small town characters. And then there's the new addition to their small town, uh, Tilda Swinton, who's just apparently moved to town and she's, uh, Scottish and she has taken over, uh, the mortuary and everyone doesn't really quite know what to make of her. And she's kind of like just referenced for a good portion of this movie early on before we see her if you're not if you, you if you don't believe that Tilda Swinton was this role was written for her her character's name is Zelda Winston. <laughs> yeah, this is also the same type of approach with Rosie Perez, who shows up as Posey
1: What is. Yes, and, and no. who is who is tamping down her accent more than it's ever been tamped down yes. before. True, sure,
0: I didn't know she was capable of it. Um, but yeah, Larry Fessenden is like the local hotel owner, which is probably the.
1: There's he, a lot of fun with the, names he, here. He, I mean, yeah. the the Bill Murray is Cliff Robertson.
0: Right, right. Uh, there's Look a, around and pay
1: attention. There's, there's, a,
0: there's a re- references on tombstones. Yeah to other people that, that, uh, Jim Jarmusch is fond of. But, so we were like, okay, this is odd right off the bat because they're like, you know, it's if- – it's like eight o'clock. Shouldn't yeah. it be dark? And everyone's like, yeah, apparently they're doing polar fracking and it's, they're saying it could be moving the earth off its axis, which causes all sorts of trouble. So it's, starts of off, no. you know, it starts off. No. Yeah, it starts off kind of the like, animals disappear because right. they know what's up. It starts off kind of like more of a disaster movie in the way it's setting things up. Yeah. But then when the, as you know, presumably already, the dead start coming to life, uh, initially it is Iggy Pop and I'm not sure who the, the, uh, I, I, Sarah Driver, Okay. Uh, like long dead zombies coming out of the grave, when people first see the faintest hints of anything odd that in a billion years no one would say, oh, this is definitely a zombie attack, people yeah. going start going, you know what? I think this is a
2: zombie attack.
0: This is the <laughs> one rare movie where people
2: immediately in know in the universe know, have seen zombie movies. Yeah. But I- they actually go like, no, you're full but of... It's like, no, 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 it's really zombies. Like, okay, I guess it's really zombies. Okay, I guess no, it's, it's zombies. It's a film, so no one's yeah. really going to take it seriously.
0: You're almost grateful for not having the huge period of those movies where you have to convince people that it's actually I zombies. I did really appreciate that. Yeah. You and, don't have to explain the rules. You know how to do this. Just kill the kill hit. The and this is the, one of those things where at first there's just two zombies for, like, the first whole night. And everyone's like, oh, there's a mysterious killing. That's... That's bad. Yeah, Yeah. it's bad. You think it was a wild animal or or two wild animals? Yeah. Several
1: wild animals.
0: Uh, And then it's not till the next night that things go crazy. And it turns into a full-fledged zombie movie. Now, here's the thing to remember. This is essentially something that Jarmusch is not trying to reinvent the wheel of the zombie movie. He is not writing this to write some sort of, like, completely differently structured or movie filled with shocks zombie film. I mean, there's a surprise or two, but they're literally in there just for the laughs of, like, and not to mention a big nod of a head to some things that Jarmusch is is fetishy about. (laughs) As as If you've seen a Jarmusch film, well, you know. (laughs) But... I immediately thought, this is like Jarmouche's Shaun of the Dead. He's just making a tribute to zombie movies, but he's doing it Jarmouche comedy style. Yeah, I mean, I, that certainly crossed my mind as well. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is kind of the zombie parody, but Shaun of the Dead is that rare breed of parody that actually not only does a great job of poking fun at a genre... But kind of becomes a you know, a worthy entry in the genre Just well, it's kind of Edgar Wright's stick yeah, yeah. But but that is not what Jarmish is going for. No. This is not a zombie movie in spite of what the appearance of zombies. This is a Jarmish movie, like I said. I mean, I don't agree with that. I think it's still decidedly a zombie movie. It's a so. zombie Wait, movie by it, the fact that there are little it, zombies it, in it. But it's uh, not trying to be a zombie movie in a typical sense. At some point, I think Ender I Wright's going, I'm going to make you care about these characters and have fun with it and poke fun at it but I'm still going to give you all the thrills of a good little. Zombie.
1: I think a- I, I think it is a zombie movie populated with Jim Jarmusch characters. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that, but it's still a damn zombie movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would. It's
0: gory if I was, if I was putting I on a zombie
1: boring. zombie film festival, this would this would be right up there. And
0: and I think the primary difference between these two things and their takes is that Edgar Wright was creating a movie that he put his everything into. There's so much craft and love and care. And Jarmusch made a breezy little fun movie that was. Literally feels like a movie you do between movies. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. that you're like, yeah, hey, oh, nobody's taking this seriously. We just all thought it would be a fun thing to do. I mean, yeah, at, this one character, one, at one point, a character even says, Are we improvising now? I mean, <laughs> there is a sense that it's like, I'm just going to call up all my famous friends and have them show up for a week.
1: I really got that. I mean, fun. when this no. this movie, the trailer dropped on April 1st, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it! if this isn't a real movie, I'm going to be really pissed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, I thought the same thing. It was like when they had that Wes Anderson horror film thing. I was oh, like, yeah. please tell me this one this is real. This actually is
2: like kind of the closest we'll get to that, too, because yeah. I feel Jarmusch kind of gives the same, like, really just the deadpan thing kind of works with that as well, and He's got a, such a great, weird, kind of, like, non-sequitur sense of humor with everything. It's just like... It's like, I can't even tell if they're joking or this was actually just, like, the B-cut. And it's perfect for either way you look at it. But I think... This is a movie that's going to be hard to
0: please everyone, though, too. Because for Jarmouche this is very light Jarmouche in oh. many ways. It's not... And it's clear he didn't put anywhere near the amount of care into this that he does into a lot of his other films, that he is just here. Like, this is a vacation film for him. But it's still very, you know, I mean, this is almost like, it's Jarmusch Light. If you want to say, what's a Jarmusch film? I've never seen one before. This might be a nice little open portal door to his sensibilities. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are going in expecting a typical zombie film are going to be, despite lots of zombies, are going to be disappointed because the film itself is rather iconic. Yeah, if you're...
1: If you like a good formulaic zombie movie, this is going to feel off to you. Yeah, and to an extent, like if you're if you're a hardcore auteur cinema fan and you you're you know down by law and Stranger Than Paradise or two of your favorite movies, you're probably going to be a little bit let down by this too. Right. It's it's not really in that It is you know it forms kind of a Venn diagram, and and once again, it. it, it You know, you're the type of guy that that, that thinks, uh, man, I I think a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie would be kind of fun. Like me, then you're probably going to be very entertained. And I I think Chris kind of fell in there with with me in that it was was a lot of fun to watch. It was kind of a confection. It's not the, the, the deepest thing in the world, but... I, I thought it, 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 was, uh, meta enough and, and, and zombie-ish enough that I'm probably gonna bring this back into my, you know, when, when October comes and I, I start doing my horror movie ro- yeah. ro- rotations. This and Shot of the Dead are probably gonna be a little double, double, featured. Featured. Yeah. It's oh,
0: double feature. It's very meta. It's very fourth wall breaking. It's, the, he tells you right off the bat, this is not a film that I want you to take seriously at all. Yeah. Like, like he, like literally over and over again in the first 15 minutes reminds you, don't take this seriously these are not real people this is not like they're not supposed to be serious characters like we're all just here to have a good time right. so let's relax and I felt like at that point I did I kind of tuned down and was like okay let's just let oh, this yeah. no, this I film would... this breezy little movie do what it's going to do I mean
1: at its worst <laughs> <laughs> it's Look, in, in a lot of ways I think Chloe Sevigny is the audience avatar because yeah. she's kind of freaking out yeah. and, and, and thought the movie there's you know she's like tell me it's okay oh my god this is horrible can't you see this is horrible and and Murray and Driver's character is like, no, it's... It's it, all right, it's, calm down. Okay, <laughs> it's it's fine. And the Driver's like, no, it's not. It'll, this is probably going to happen. I think it's it's Driver and bad, Murray like,
2: together, actually. Just, oh, yeah, the, Those two together a great are a team. perfect comedy pair, because it's just like, they both kind of get the same energy, but they're putting it in different direction. They, it's they right. really are, so it's, hilarious.
1: it's another one of those things that, that you wouldn't expect of Jarmusch, but it's just like... Oh, I, I had no idea Bill Murray and Adam Driver would have, you know, great comic rapport, but... indeed See, they do. This is one of my only real
0: gripes about the movie, because... And I don't want to sound like I'm negative, because I really enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of fun. But towards the end, Chris is absolutely right. Everything tells us not to take this seriously. There is a performance towards the end, as well as a little monologue at the end, that suddenly... I know I'm not supposed to take them seriously, but they're delivered in a way that suggests a seriousness of intent that the film does not want me to take away from. And so it was it really threw the tone off for
1: me. And we we diverge on that because I, I think you think that they they were or you 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 like, okay, this is the point that the movie which has told us not to have any stakes, is giving us stakes, and I don't felt feel like it offered us any stance. I,
0: I thought it was a, the final nod of the head towards Romero, yeah. which is, and this isn't even spoiling anything, it's, you know, the metaphor of, of, of zombies as a metaphor for consumerism, uh, which is throughout the whole movie. I mean, yeah. these are zombies that actually talk in mantras of whatever that consumer thing was that yeah. they chased See, in life. And you I know,
2: fi or Char today, it could yeah, be whatever yeah. they like. I do want to say, I fall kind of between the middle of you three on that one. where was like, I kind of agree with Markowitz, I felt like that ending was it felt off key with the rest of the movie and I also feel like the movie meanders a little bit towards its end. where it's just kind of like I guess we gotta cap this thing off as opposed to as strong of an ending as I feel the rest of the movie is but I also agree with uh, Chris and Bo where I'm like yeah, but they're going for that reference. They're going, you know, for ending on that kind of tone and being self-aware with it. And I don't have a huge problem with that either. I just more feel like I wanted a stronger end to where it was. Well, going. Uh,
1: no, you, know,
0: you cannot have nuance. You have to pick a side. I, I was also
2: thinking no, about this. You on can't th-
0: say you kind of agree with us both. I was thinking about this on the whole way over. Actually, the the fact that like, all right. So although this is more plot driven than a lot of Jim Jarmusch Maybe. films typically are. It's the same plot we've seen a thousand times in zombie films. It's just toyed with by Jarmusch the whole way with his oddball characters and dialogue and fourth wall breaking and what have you. Uh, but Jarmusch traditionally has never really given that much of a shit about the endings of his no, films. Sure, no. Like uh, His films just tend to... And he's like, okay, that's it. Even if like, there's no resolution for the characters. well, I just watched Broken Flowers the other day and literally the whole raison d'etre of the character doing things in that movie is just completely unresolved at the end of the film. And you're like, what? It's still a great movie, but that's Jarmusch for you. And this many ways is his sort of like, well, this is the way zombie movies end, right? Okay, I mean, this is the part that I just don't care that much about, but here it is. And it felt like a lot of those, like, well, I was just done. I finished. I told my,
2: I made my movie. Does yeah. it matter how it ends? I guess <laughs> I, I want to say uh, another thing that I feel like threw me on the movie is some characters I feel almost are get a little bit wasted here sometimes. Uh there's the great uh, with Selena Gomez, uh, the pack of uh, hipsters from out of town, which honestly gets some of the best jokes and laughs in here that I wasn't expecting from the trailers or anything. It's like, okay, these ones are great. Uh, there's also the um, the kids in the child detention center, which is great that it's CDC, which is the Who whole literally group. just disappear from the movie. yeah, yeah. Who have yeah. almost no point for the end of the movie as well. And I got to say, Tom Waits' character, I feel like progressively becomes more of just like oh, that's right, we did get Tom Waits here, and I love Tom Waits. Let's keep him in the movie. And it's like, he's not really doing much either. He's commenting on the action. I was
1: uh, expecting a little bit more out of the the Tom Waits storyline. He's
0: almost a narrator, if you will, here, more than anything else. Like the the wild man hiding in the woods who watches everything from the distance with glasses and then makes pithy comments. And
2: I I, joked a little bit about this with us after the movie, is I do love... Uh bringing his old friends and some of the best easy stereotypes of them. Iggy pops an emaciated ghoul. Yeah. Tom Waits is a bearded homeless man. It's like, yeah, these are all things I see from them very easily. Good job.
0: Yeah, I mean, once again, I don't feel like this is a movie he put a huge amount of thought into, and it's a shame, too, because I, there are plenty of ways. I agree with you guys. I thought this film could have been that much, like, actually totally solid, but it felt like he was almost dismissing it. Like I said, there's a lot of the movies – like you said, there's a lot of the movies spent on these kids in a detention center who literally go – at one point, come on! I know a safe place to hide, and that is the last the thing we problem. see of them in the entire Maybe film. They did. Maybe, Maybe they did. didn't, but it was like that was odd. Why
2: would you even have them as characters in this movie? Yeah, I think honestly, they were <laughs> just there for like a few of the TV scenes. They had some good jokes themselves as well, and then the CDC joke being on the back of there, like right, uh, which is like, yeah, great. You're referencing old zombie movies where they always go to like the CDC or they're like the uh, like these yeah. these they're
0: are the Child detention Center. This it's town of 700 it. people has a detention center for juveniles, because apparently there's a wild, a oh, huge uh, population of juvenile delinquents in Center. With some of the biggest motherfucking dudes working there as security oh, yeah. guards I have yeah. ever yeah. seen. It's like
2: the WWE is in charge of, like, yeah. taking care of their teenage like, is that inmates. Is
0: The Rock? And he's like, <laughs> no, I just got a guy who looked like The Rock. You know, like,
2: like Stone Cold Steve Austin as a cameo would have fit Jeremush right. and would have been perfect for that scene. True. The one character that I feel like the most is
0: clearly the person who's supposed to stand out from everyone else, and it is not only not from this town in and the plot, but totally feels like they're from a completely different movie. Is Tilda Swinton, and yeah. she is wonderful. Absolutely, when she's first introduced, you're like, "Did Quentin Tarantino step in to direct this scene?" Because <laughs> yeah. she looks like an older version of The Bride and her gi and yeah. samurai sword, performing like exercises, and, oh, and she's the younger room. version, of the ancient one from Doctor Strange, right? <laughs> yeah. sh- and you're right, right off the bat, I can't I can't wait to see what this character does in this movie. And she does not disappoint. Yeah. She is like, even if nothing else in this movie works for you, Tilda Swinton's kind of fucking amazing here. Oh, oh <laughs> <Yeah>. she's amazing <laughs> in everything. She but, She's I mean, kind I, of a goddess. i thought that ever since, you know, Orlando in the 90s. And oh, I mean, yeah. Everything she's done is just great. So even though I'm like, well, you really didn't do a lot with Tilda Swinton. But every minute she showed up was fun, and she just nails every scene. She's
2: great. All right, well, let's go to final thoughts. Ben, get us started. This one's a hard one to classify because I am – I can say I was laughing my ass off through so much of this movie. Just, It's brilliant. It's dry. It, it's fully self-aware. It's making – it's very clear political statements, but also very – very much having fun with it. Like, we didn't touch on Steve Buscemi basically being... He's supposed to be a Trump supporter, but then it's also... You said he was, like, the racist. They've actually played that down where he's not a racist and is playing the thing. Like, no, they're just... Assholes. They may not all be racist, but they accept racism and being assholes because he, well,
0: he does have has a, a hat that literally says "Make America White." Yes, lighting. but that, I
2: think that's part of the joke because he's perfectly fine with Danny Glover, and he's like, yeah. "No, I'm sorry, I said something." I, yeah, so I, I said I, I, the coffee was too black. I meant it was too strong. Yeah, like uh, he's like he may he's not how racist, yeah, TV, yeah, but, yeah uh,
1: that's uh, how racist that is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I just feel like the thing. You're
2: one you, of the good ones. Yeah, that's my point. Is like playing playing with that character was a lot of fun. I almost wish we got a little bit more with him, but I. Every time he showed up, it just – there's a great thing about how much Bill Murray hates him and it's so great <laughs> throughout the movie. Uh, there's so much – there's some great meta jokes throughout this that I don't want to touch on past that because they're, when they show up, they just kind of roll with it a few times and then like eventually they call themselves out on it. And it's progressively funnier each time. I mean – but yeah. So much of this movie just falls by the wayside. As we said, it feels like Jeremu just – he had an outline and he said, I kind of want to have a character like this and put them in the movie and then said – and then they're gone, and it kind of it kind of like draws your attention away for a moment. You're like, but but what about that? Like they seem to be very important to you because you had like four scenes with them, but nothing. But overall, I, yeah, I'm gonna watch this again and again. It's gonna be on Halloween rotation. It's gonna be on one of the on the Shaun of the Dead rotation. Of I'm having a bad day. I could use a kind of a pick me up. Uh, so I'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten. Zombies that need coffee. Marco. Uh, I've, my feelings towards
0: zombie films, I have the same feeling towards zombie films as I do towards chihuahuas. Uh, as a breed, I don't care for them much, but there are those that have won my affection. And this film does that. I, I Like all of you guys, I can't wait to rewatch this. It's going to be a lot of fun. If I sound like I'm picking on it, it's just because I had higher expectations of Jarmish. Uh, The ending doesn't quite work for me. Uh, I kind of see where he's going, but again, it falls between two stools. It's not grim enough, or it's not funny enough. He could go either way. He just needs to pick a direction. And it didn't quite work for me. But I still had a great time. I think there's a lot of laughs to be had. And I think this is going to be both a minor Jarmusch film, but also a minor zombie classic in its own right. And I think we're all going to enjoy seeing it every year. Uh, I give this... 7.5 7.5 out of 10 Star Destroyer keychains. Bo?
1: Um, yeah, this movie to me, it's uh, it's, it's the, the Orange Vanilla Coke movie, which is <laughs> I had no idea that I wanted an Orange Vanilla Coke, but by God, I wandered into the convenience store one day, there it was. I tried it, and I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's what this is. It's a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. If somebody just walked up to me and put those words together, I'd be like, I am interested in seeing this. I did indeed see it, and I had a good time. Uh, I, I wasn't really asking for anything else, and Jim Jarmusch didn't really deliver anything else. He made a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie, um, and yeah, there, there's definitely there's some loose ends. Uh, there's probably a part of me that that does wish that that he had been like, you know what, I started this out as a lark. I think I'm gonna like double down onto it, and you know, kind of make this this classic meta indie comedy zombie movie. He didn't do that, but he did make, as I said, a great companion piece to something like *Shot of the Dead*, something that's going to fall into the rotation uh, and something I had a lot of fun with. And that that was that was absolutely fine with me. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, eight out of ten dead filmmaker references.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I realize to some extent, uh, extent, and I question myself on this. It sounds like I'm making excuses for this film because I am indeed a gigantic Jarmusch fanboy, but I'm also really aware of zombies and and zombie films and i've probably watched more zombie films than almost anyone i know who's not themselves they died in the horror fanatic <laughs> or a zombie i suppose but there's a point too that you go yeah but even though this film is it's kind of lazy but it's lackadaisical in its laziness like do you really care if the movie asks you and you just go no i am having a good time aren't i like I said, it just, there's a point I kind of went with it and I ended up having a really good time. I, yeah, I agree. It, I would be very curious to see that this film, if he had decided, you know what, I, I'm more interested in making this more, the, uh, having more interest in making this a complete film, but it's, it is what it is. And for, for what it is, well, it obviously from some of the reviews out there that have been mixed really bugs some people, but it didn't really bug me. I just went, okay. There's stuff, there's stuff I loved, there's stuff I liked, there's stuff I was like, eh, eh, but not certainly didn't feel hateful. I mean, I think the weakest joke in the whole thing is kind of a lazy nod that you, you mentioned in your thing towards Star Wars, just like, hey, Adam Driver, you're confronted with a Star Wars thing. What happens now? And you're like, okay, that was kind of... That joke felt beneath you, Jim Jarmusch. I was <laughs> but, surprised he didn't do a Marvel reference for Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I know. Um, but I he may not be aware that Tilda Swinton was <laughs> in a Marvel film. <laughs> you know? I can't picture Jarmusch sitting down and watching no, Marvel movies. I just can't picture it. Not that there's anything between the two that... I, I think he only know. watches a zombie movie if it's on a grainy black and white television at two in the morning. Oh no, sure. he actually and that's owns
2: a, Cool. No, he owns a, a eight millimeter projector with a classic with an old yeah. eight millimeter reel of
1: it. He, he hires NYU film students to make bespoke zombie movies. That's <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of. I
0: feel like some people are going to view this as kind of a minor classic, and other people are going to see it not really this sense of humor won't appeal to them at all and and they may even be a little angry about it. And that's a shame because this isn't the sort of film to get emotional about one way or the other. It's just, if you find Jarmusch's sensibility funny, I think you're going to find this film very funny. Although, be warned, Jarmusch films are not traditionally gory and this is indeed rather gory at points. I mean, it doesn't Revel in it, but it is there. Um, I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten times. I thought it was a shame that Bill Murray didn't become a zombie just so he could have drank coffee right out of the pot at a coffee and cigarettes reference <laughs> or reference his own performance in Zombie Land. In Zombie Land. Yeah. Well, he actually, one of the first bits of media that came out about this film before they even started filming it, Bill Murray says, yes, I am in a zombie comedy coming up and no, I do not become a zombie. <laughs> it's like just before you ask. And no, no, it is not a sequel to Zombie Land. It is
2: not. That is coming out, but I think it's Dan Aykroyd in that one, not Bill Murray. Just saying.